Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And there's a Johnny Ramos signing as well. Glad to have you with us on this Tuesday. We now know who the league's most valuable player is in the league I'm talking about is the NBA, but will he be getting a new teammate? We'll be talking about that and a whole lot more over the next three hours, but it was no surprise last night as the NBA awards were handed out, Jonas, that James Harden was the league's most valuable player and Dwayne Casey, Coach of the Year, for his former team. So what a night it was for the NBA Awards. Yeah, just uh, a lot of opportunities there for Dwayne Casey, too. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. He could have done the old DX uh, crotch chop, could have done uh, a throat slash gesture, could have uh, DDT'd the Toronto Raptors mascot, paid a little extra, had some guy dress up as a baby dinosaur, do something like that. Uh, unfortunately, though, it was what we thought it was going to be, an award show, Bill Russell flipping off Charles Barkley, and no real surprises, Dano. Nothing, nothing really shocking about what happened last night. I like when they blurred Bill Russell's middle finger. Like, like 
Oh my goodness! Is that still? Is, are you still is, not allowed to do that on television? I, I know that there were some social media outlets that ended up blurring it because they wanted to the, to keep it clean. That I just am like, all right. At some point, yeah. I mean, I know, but come on. Like, does it does it need to be blurred? Do you need to put a black box over it? I thought that that was pretty ridiculous. It actually was probably the highlight of what the NBA awards were last night because that- the, it was just. It's an awkward, tough setting, especially when you're having athletes present and making it a TNT show. It's a, uh, yeah, it's it's a tougher watch. Is what it is. It sucks. It's a a tough watch. And in fact, James Harden's MVP speech was a tough listen. I don't know what what the outfit was. Did have his mom up on stage, and it was nice. But the biggest part of what James Harden said last night didn't come in his speech as the MVP. It actually came afterwards when he met members of the media talking about the Houston Rockets' future. And that future could involve one LeBron James. Now, this was James Harden not speaking specifically about LeBron, but speaking about the future of his Houston Rockets. We were a half away from the uh, finals. So I don't think there's a piece that we need to to bring in or to take away. We're great with what we have from from top to bottom, from front office to coaching staff to, to players, personnel. So our main focus is just getting better, getting healthier, and doing what we do. That was James Harden last night, and he is 100% right. And this coming on the heels of a report from USA USA Today that says the Rockets will be going after LeBron James in free agency. For as much as we talk about LeBron James, Jonas, and where he might end up, Houston has been a topic of conversation. I just don't think Houston needs LeBron James. And I think the cost of adding LeBron James to that Rockets team – would be way too much for them to to give up, and it's not a it's not a value of a trade of what LeBron is and what the other the other players that you would lose are. It's the simple fact of what James Harden says. They were right there. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, they maybe are in the NBA Finals. That's how close they are. They aren't a superstar who something is the greatest player ever to ever have played away from making it to the NBA Finals. They are very very close, and James Harden's on the mark. Okay, I. I would agree with him if it wasn't for the fact that Chris Paul getting injured isn't a one-off situation. It happens all the time. You can't depend on that guy. We've seen that. You want to blame Fluke, whatever. This many times it has happened. You can't trust him late in the season. That has been clear to everybody who's watched Chris Paul the last couple of years. And he's only getting older, and he's a smaller frame player, and we know how that works later in their careers. Guys like that, he's not exactly a guy who stands behind the arc and shoots threes. He wants the ball. He wants to be able to to, to be physical. He wants to play defense. And his body's breaking down, and it breaks down at the end of the season like it always does. So James Harden, yeah, if it was a one-off situation, and if it wasn't for this one injury, we don't need LeBron James because we would have beaten the Warriors yeah, but that's a routine. Like that happens all the time. So I, I, I don't, I don't agree with him in that regard. Where do you think that they should go then? Like, is it because I, I don't have a problem with the Rockets looking for a new point guard if you want to move on from Chris Paul as well. I just don't think this is a team that just needs to add LeBron James at the risk of losing Clint Capella, Trevor Ariza, Eric Gordon, and maybe even other pieces that you would have to end up giving. Those are the the, the main ones. But when you are looking at how they, how the Rockets team is is built and how they were able to compete with the Golden State Warriors, I mean, Eric Gordon was great in that Western Conference Final Series. He was a big reason. You want to bring Clint Capella back. You want to bring Trevor Ariza back because they provided matchup situations with the Warriors that Golden State had a tough time dealing with. 
LeBron James isn't like the LeBron James isn't going to cure that. If you wanted to figure out the point guard situation, that is a different story. I, I would because I don't believe playing Chris Paul forty six million dollars in year five is good business. It's bad business. But if Houston could figure out a way to cure their point guard situation and not have it all on the health of Chris Paul, yeah, I'm I'm all on board for that. But but I also think that what he's saying and what he wants are two different things. He is saying that because he's not going to be one of these fanboys like Joel Embiid to come out and go come play for us, or he's not going to be Ennis Cantor and uh, you know put LeBron's face on on the Statue of Liberty and say come to New York. Like he's not going to do that stuff. He's that's just not his style. It's not who he is. So he's not going to beg publicly. But if LeBron James was there. Of course, he'd go along with the meeting. Of course, he would welcome him in. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I don't. It, I don't think those guys have a bad relationship. And and Chris Paul and LeBron are very close. So it's not. It's not that. That I think he. That he views it. Oh, we're too good for LeBron James. I just don't think publicly he's going to go celebrate him like a lot of these players he's, have done around the league. He's also the MVP, and with that comes he's arrogance. Yeah, he's got it. Of yeah. course. Yes. Yeah. So to think that that. If if he would say come out and say hey we need LeBron James it would almost show a sign of weakness of this is I'm not good enough to do this or we're not good enough to do this we need the greatest player in the NBA to come in here and save us even though I'm the most valuable player yeah that message doesn't doesn't sound well I I want people to think of LeBron James in a Rockets uniform and tell me how that works considering we have heard. All along about how LeBron going to the Lakers wouldn't work with Lonzo Ball because LeBron needs the ball in his hands. Who needs the ball in his hands more than Chris Paul? All right, yeah. And and who needs the ball in his hands maybe more than James Harden? Those two were able to make it work this season. Now you put LeBron James in there, it 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 doesn't mix. It doesn't work out. I don't understand this fantasy basketball way of thinking on on how the Rockets or anybody else would think that this is a great idea even though he's the best player in the NBA and adding LeBron James is just, what do you want? LeBron James spotting up for three in the corner? That, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's a little bizarre. Um, Mike D'Antoni also, how does that work? I mean, LeBron, look, this is another routine to go along with Chris Paul and, and his body breaking down late in season. There's a couple other ones. Listen, James Harden has shown shown his game fall off at certain times during the postseason. We've seen that to where, whether it's fatigue or whatnot, he wears down later in the season. The other one is this. LeBron James gets coaches fired or at least wants to call his shots when it comes to, I want to go somewhere and I want my guy. You you heard the report earlier this season that he went and met with Pat Riley when he first got to Miami and said, would you be willing to take over as head coach? We didn't hear about all that, but we did this past season, so that was another example. We know what he did to David Blatt. So how does does LeBron look at Mike D'Antoni and say, I, I mean, I, I can't do this run and gun at 33, playing every single game, and no defense. I, I think he's too smart of a basketball player to see that and go, yeah, this is just going to work. There's a, well, there's a lot in the way of the Houston. Everyone tries to line it up. Oh, Chris Paul and him are friends. I have a lot of friends. I don't work with all of them. But here's the deal with the Rockets. They actually do play defense with Jeff Bezdelic taking over the defensive part of, of what the Rockets are doing. They were top 10 in, in defense this past year in the NBA. The issue is if you add LeBron and you take away Clint Capella and Trevor Rees and all those other yes. pieces, who is going to play defense? LeBron? Broken down Chris Paul? 
James Harden, who had the running joke of the night of him not playing defense on the night he wins the MVP. It's why it just doesn't make it. It doesn't mesh at all. And I just, it reminds me so much, Jonas, of the 2004 Lakers of <laughs> Shaq, Kobe, oh, Carl Malone. Yes, please. We'll add the best power forward in the in NBA history at that time. We'll add him. Gary Payton. Yeah, point guard. Yes, please. Let's add him. And then you see what happens when it gets to the NBA Finals and things can completely fall apart. That's what this smells of to me. Is it's not that the Rockets would be bad. or It's just that they wouldn't be able to be great and they wouldn't be NBA champions. They would win games. They would make the playoffs. They'd make a run in the playoffs. But there's no way they would overtake Golden State. And that is the main objective it, right now. In yeah, Houston. The conversation, it's no longer a one-way conversation of I am a free agent. Who wants me? Like, it's no longer that conversation anymore and everybody lining up. The conversation is now, at his age, with what he does, are we willing to gut our roster to bring him in? It, I mean, look, you can say what you want about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was an easier fit than LeBron James is because mm-hmm. all you do is insert him and the guy's going to score 30 a game. Yeah. Period. He's an easier fit. Now you're bringing in a guy... I, I, I can't get over the age factor. I know he looked great in the postseason, but he also looked very worn down at times. You're bringing in a guy and everything that comes along with him, outside distractions, all of that. I just think it's now a deeper conversation of, hold on, hold on a second. We're not going to just insert him and everything's good here. It's it's a much deeper conversation, Gut, gutting the roster, trading away players. What do you do in the future? Because if you take a chance at this and you're Houston and you still can't beat Golden State, you're screwed for the next 15 years. And and one of the one of the factors that we saw the Kevin Durant signing that you mentioned with Golden State that actually did rear its ugly head this year when Andre Iguodala was out, they had zero depth. Like like that was that was actually an yes. issue. That, that we saw that we never thought would be a problem. It's like, who needs depth when you have three of the top 15 players in the NBA plus Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala? All of a sudden we found out, okay, if Andre Iguodala's not there, now we've got to have these guys play 44 minutes a game and we're relying on Sean Livingston and Quinn Cook and, and Jordan Bell to, to come in and save us. That depth wasn't there, and it showed its head with, with the Warriors this season. It would be even worse with the Rockets if, it, if LeBron ended up going to Houston. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now to talk NBA is our good friend from Yahoo Sports covering the NBA, Dan Devine, joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Dan, how you doing on this Tuesday? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys? Uh, we are doing well, fresh off the heels of an MVP for James Harden and James Harden said last night he likes the way that his team is constructed now there are reports today that the Rockets may go after LeBron James and I'm just going to ask the question as it is and you can take it however you want would LeBron James fit with the Houston Rockets I think yes because I think the, at, at this point, the understanding sort of from, from all the main parties involved is if you want to really have the chance of competing with the Golden State Warriors, you need as much elite top-level talent as you can possibly get. And few people uh, in terms of executives in the NBA have shown better equipped to fill out the roster around those sorts of top talents than Daryl Morey, his, his ability to uh, find the role players that, that were sort of needed to facilitate the best version of the Rockets you know, put them within, uh, you know, a half of going to the NBA Finals, you know, knocking off the Warriors this year. Um, and I think LeBron, you know, with his, you know, his basketball IQ, his ability to fill a variety of different roles, obviously he is, you know, sort of the alpha and omega of the team, but 
you know, you've got guy. You know, he's shown a capacity to coexist alongside elite talents before. Harden and Chris Paul were able to uh, find a way to coexist when a lot of people weren't sure that they were going to be able to do that this year. I, I would trust the talent to be able to work that out. Uh, you know, by the end of the season at least. But it would it would require some really significant. Uh, restructuring of the ro- of a roster that was pretty pretty darn good last year. So uh, a lot of questions that would arise from that, but I think you trust the talent and figure the rest out on the back end. I was going to say, is it worth losing the difference makers that seem to be in that Western Conference Finals? I know they lost, but Gordon was great. Capella was a problem. Ariza does a lot of different things. That's my issue with it, Dan. Is I just I know LeBron is better than those three guys. I, I get that. But losing like those pieces is just it's so difficult for me to see on what gave the Rockets fits and how or gave the Warriors fits on how that could benefit the Rockets. I think that makes an awful lot of sense. Um, and if they don't wind up making this deal, if, if you know, for whatever reason, if LeBron decides yeah, that's not where he mm-hmm. would prefer to go, uh, you know, however it sort of works out, if the, the, the finances are not able to, to, to be constructed in the right way, uh, to make it work, I, I still think the, the the Rockets would head into next season, even if they just ran back this exact same team, feeling pretty comfortable about their uh, their chances of being able to, you know, get right back to the level they were at. You know, James Harden said last night after accepting his MVP award, you know, yeah, we were a half away from going to the finals. We you know we don't really feel like we need to add much of anything. We feel like we're pretty good. You know, we're going to get another year of of everybody being in the system. Uh, you know, everybody being together, and you know, we think we we feel pretty good about that. You know, give them a healthy Chris Paul, give them a healthy Luke Mbamute. You know, that that whole series could look a little bit different. So, uh, you know, it's it, I think that the Rockets find themselves in good position, sort of no matter what. But whenever you get the opportunity to, you know, have the uh, have the audience with LeBron James or have the opportunity to bring him in, you know, the the you have to you know try to capitalize on that opportunity. If for no other reason than ensuring you get him, make sure somebody else doesn't. And if you're looking to have the you know the the top line talent, the elite competition that you need, uh, you know, to be able to vie for a championship, you know that that's one of those few players who can really move move the lever for you. So uh, I, I imagine Daryl Morey and his and his crew are getting as creative as they possibly can to figure out how they'll be able to make that work while also uh, ensuring there's some depth and, and the, the kind of quality role players they, they need to put around that core. But, uh, you know, you get that bite at the apple, you got to go for it. Uh, Dan Devine with us here on Fox Sports Radio from Yahoo Sports, covers the NBA. Uh, Dan Byer Jonas knocks in for Doug Gottlieb. All right, no more messing around, Dan. I know you're holding out on us. Where's LeBron going? Seriously, I'm tired of playing uh, games here. I, I mean, certainly if there's anybody that's going to have that sourcing, it's me. Um, <laughs> I, it's you know it's crazy. I, th- I mean, I feel like you know day by day the uh, you know the the the, the odds sort of shift. It's and what makes this time a little more difficult is that it doesn't feel like there's a gr- like a, a great answer one way or the other. Right? There's no real perfect ready-made plug-and-play situation. If he goes to L.A. with the Lakers, you know, he, you know, we're hearing a variety of different things about whether or not the Spurs are going to be willing to move off of Kawhi Leonard. If they do move off of Kawhi Leonard, if he's go, they're going to be willing to send him to any Western Conference team, let alone the Lakers, his preferred uh, landing spot. We're hearing different things about you know, Paul George's level of interest in staying in Oklahoma City. If, you know, if, if there's not one of those sort of all-star, two-way caliber players that's going to L.A. with LeBron James, how attractive is that as a sort of rebuilding job right off the bat? Uh, you know, Houston, as we just discussed, there's a, there's a lot of sort of roster management issues that you'd have to consider. You know, Philadelphia is, you know, there, there's a great young, you know, young core there, the nucleus of, of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But, 
you know, if, that, if you orchestrate that as sort of a sign-and-trade deal, a lot of young talent going out there, and then you have to deal with the fit issue of how LeBron works in alongside a non-shooting, ball-controlling you know, ball big man uh, at the point sort of forward position in Ben Simmons, there's kind of a lot of, uh, it, it, there's no real ready-made answers. And then there's, you know, Cleveland as an option, too. Like, you know, in the absence of something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, obvious than, you know, staying home, getting the, you know, at least signing, you know, kicking the can down the road a year maybe on another one-plus-one deal. You make your max salary, and then you see what's sort of available to you next summer. That's a possibility as well. If I was a betting man, I would bet L.A. just because I think, the idea of him sort of making that break, getting out to where you sort of you set up the, you know, the, the, the last chapter of your career, or what, I mean, what might be the last chapter of your career. Who knows how long he can keep playing like this. Uh, you set up the, everything for your post-career uh, interests out there. You get your kids set up uh, you know, in Southern California. They pre- you know, get on the prep basketball circuit, all that kind of stuff. I think that still makes a ton of sense. But uh, at this point, none of it would surprise me because I don't think there's any sort of obvious one staring us in the face that gives him both the freedom to, to set up his life the way he wants and to you know, compete at an elite level without there being some complications to iron out. Dan Devine covering, Yahoo, or covering the NBA for Yahoo Sports, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb today on the Doug Gottlieb Show. The Rockets are proposing a switch of the draft and free agency in the NBA, meaning the free agency would come first and then the NBA draft. Do you think that would be a good idea for the association? Well, I mean, selfishly, I think the the the, the, pod, the prospect of pushing everything back to like August when everything wraps up, I don't need that, man. We need to get things done quicker so we can have a little bit of summer <laughs> vacation, um, a little bit of one. It's it's becoming a twelve month a year sport. We need a little bit of a break. Um, I think you know, to be honest with you, the un- all of these things every time these sort of proposals come up, they they carry with them some unintended consequences that we don't see at the time. From a roster building perspective, uh, I think the idea of being able to you know, fill your needs in free agency could theoretically open the door to everybody just sort of being able to play, to, to pick best player available when you get to the draft because you're not worried like, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to leave you know, sort of a roster spot and some minutes open for X, Y, or Z rookie because we know we've already got, you know, we've built out our roster, so now we just try to get the highest caliber prospects we can. And then maybe that works out, you know, you, you figure out the fit after the fact. Um, but you know that there there are arguments to be made that teams wouldn't view it that way, or teams or teams might not necessarily look to spend as freely in free agency because they think well we're going to find a lower cost option in the draft in two weeks. So rather than you know uh, you know splurge up front on you know somebody that we're not positive might be a difference maker, we'll kind of keep our powder dry and then you know use a draft pick on a lower salary level uh, you know to, to fill that spot. How, I mean, how that would work out for, you know, for the labor, how that would work out with general managers. I, I think anytime you give a general manager an option to spend money as fast as possible, they tend to do it. You know, if they, if they have the, 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 the chance to do it and the paycheck to, or the blank check to be able to do it, they're going to, uh, you, know, you can't rely on rational actors in the market. We saw that a couple summers ago with the big cap spike and all of a sudden Timothy Mozgov's making $64 million. <laughs> like that kind of stuff, you know, you give them the opportunity, they're going to take it. So uh, to me, I, I wonder if, I wonder if it would have the intended result that you know the teams like the Rockets or other other organizations would would be looking for there. I also think it's pretty telling that the ones who in the early going are seem to be suggesting it. You know, the uh, Zach Lowe reported that it was the Rockets. The Celtics are on board for this. Some of the other teams that have like really really smart front offices, they're the ones that seem like they want to do it. I think maybe they're looking at it and saying we think there might be some dumb front offices out there that we can take advantage of in this kind of situation. They're going to spend a bunch. We're going to find value and be able to build our teams more more effectively. 
Uh, I think that's something we have to keep an eye on, too. But, uh, I mean, change doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, uh, but I think maybe some more thinking about that would need to get done. Uh, Dan Devine, uh, Yahoo Sports NBA writer with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Doug, uh, in for Doug Gottlieb, but Stan Byron, Jonas Knox. All right, Dan, um, give me – so I I grew up poor. So my mom taught me early on that you don't have to buy the name brand stuff. The store (laughs) brand stuff, as long as it's the same ingredients, is $2 cheaper, and it's just as good. Who are we not paying attention to in NBA free agency? Who's a quality player out there that because he's not a big name, because he's not name brand LeBron, Paul George, et cetera, that we're not paying attention to that could have a major impact next season in the NBA? That's, it's a really good question. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't know about necessarily major impact, but a guy that I think we talked about the with the Rockets, you know, they're those, those sort of second-tier guys, you know, your P.J. Tuckers, your Trevor Arizas, um, a player that I wonder if he could have that kind of impact for another team, somebody maybe like Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He played on a one-year deal for the Lakers this, this past year. Uh, he was with the, with the, uh, the, the Pistons the year before that. They uh, decided to move off of him to uh, bring in Avery, Avery Bradley, and they sort of shuffled up their roster. And Stan Van Gundy's gone, by the way, so that, that, that didn't work out all that well. But he's you know, uh, a shooting guard, he's got, you know, uh, you know, legit 6'5", can shoot it a little bit, can attack off the dribble a little bit and create, can defend multiple positions. Everyone in the NBA is looking for wings with length that can move their feet, defend multiple positions, switch screens. A guy like that, maybe, you know, he's never going to be like a max caliber player, but if, if the market for those kind of wings, especially in a summer where not a whole lot of teams have a ton of salary cap space to spend, a guy like that might wind up getting some pretty low, uh, low ball offers. And then if you're a team that's good, that could use some more depth on the wing, or a team that's one, you know, one small forward shooting guard short, that's the guy you might be able to get on short money who you know, might be able to replicate some of the production you might get from a, a more name-brand caliber guy, but on a, a, you know, in a better situation, you know, not asked to do as much for a lower salary. That might be a nice sort of fit, nice find for a team that's looking for some more help on the perimeter. He's on Twitter at Your Man Divine, covering the NBA for Yahoo Sports. He's Dan Divine. Dan, we appreciate the time and enjoy the next couple of weeks. Should be a dandy. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Earlier today, the Los Angeles Lakers were introducing their new draft picks, but let's be real. The offseason really starts this week for a team like the Lakers that seem to be in on every free agent that there is, most notably LeBron James and Paul George. We touched on it yesterday that there are now Paul George to L.A. billboards all around Southern California and Los Angeles trying to entice the Palmdale, California native to come to the Lakers. Well, Magic Johnson, the Lakers president, was talking today with members of the media about the Lakers' upcoming offseason and really the offseason after that. This is what the Magic Man had to say. No pressure on me. I'm going to do my job. I've always done that. You know how many finals I've been in? <laughs> so you think I'm worried about this? <laughs> I played against Larry Bird in the finals. I mean, come on, man. I've been in nine finals. Been in college NCAA championship, you know. I'm Magic Johnson. I'm the, still the same dude. I'm not going to change. There's no pressure on me. I'm going to do my job. That's what I do. I do my job. I'm excited. That was LeBron. Or excuse me. That was Magic Johnson today as Many people probably want to know if LeBron James, Paul George, other players could be coming to the Lakers. I I get a sense of, and I really do believe that they are going to land some big fish in free agency, whether it be this year or next year, Jonas. But there was some deflection in that of, 
changing the narrative to I'm Magic Johnson than actually dealing with the moves that have to take place. Um, Listen, he doesn't feel pressure. You want to know why? He might have one of the great jobs in all of sports because if he doesn't land LeBron James, guess what that means? Guess what that says about Magic Johnson? Um, Nothing. He's still the greatest Laker of all time. It's no loose situation. There's no no issue whatsoever with him if he's not able to land LeBron James this summer or they go in a different direction. That's why I said I just – People assume that this is the same decision this time around that it was the other two times, and it's just not. A lot of these teams have options outside of LeBron James. I know everybody says the Lakers, uh, uh, that's the big fish. You've got to land Paul George. It, it, there's there's no pressure on Magic Johnson to land any of these guys. There's no, I mean, he he's he's beloved in this town. He's he's had success in almost every other venture that he's gotten into business. Well, I mean, the talk show didn't work out too well, and uh, and the head coaching stint didn't work out either. I, there's no pressure whatsoever. I, see, I they have nothing to lose, but they've got everything to lose. And in in, in a, if you want to use a cliche, like they they don't have anything right now. They they've got they've got some pieces. They played well maybe the second half of the season. Maybe things were, were starting to turn around a little bit. But this isn't a team that can compete for a championship. So in that regard, you would say they don't have a lot to they don't have a lot to lose. But when you listen you listen to this fan base that has been waiting for this offseason and the next offseason, and I'm one that felt when Magic Johnson took over as the president, Rob Polinka came in as the GM, that the Lakers would be a top team in the Western Conference within three years for the simple fact of Jonas, not that they would be great in the draft and get great value. Heck, they didn't even have a first-round pick until they swung the deal uh, to get one this year from, from Cleveland. It was the fact that they were going to bring in guys. And I do think that they have a different advantage over the 29 other teams in that they're being connected to multiple guys, whether it be in 2018 or 2019. We aren't hearing we aren't hearing that Kawhi Leonard wants to also play for the Utah Jazz or that he would be want to go to the Chicago Bulls. What we hear is Kawhi Leonard would like to go to, to Southern California and preferably play for the Lakers. Paul George has always been a Lakers fan. LeBron James, kids going to school in L.A., more of the Lakers brand tied to the Lakers. Not all of those players are going – like there's not another team in the league that that can be connected. So I think that the Lakers at least have more opportunities. But Magic knows what's on the line. He even went on to say that I would step aside after two years if I can't land anybody because what's the point of being Magic Johnson president of the Lakers – if you can't bring in any of these big fish that you've got available, whether it be in free agency this summer or free agency next summer. Do you think, I know the tampering stuff has been talked about. Uh, he already got popped. What, it yeah. was $50,000 he got popped. Apparently they gave strict uh, strict orders to people in the organization not to tamper because they don't want to deal with that. Do you think, though, that he has had some sort of dialogue or conversation with either LeBron James or Paul George? Because I do. Yeah, yeah, I would... It, it, at least, at least representatives, if it's not directly with those. But yeah, I do believe so. I mean, whether it be a FaceTime or something, I mean, who knows? However, he did it. I think he's got to feel at least somewhat confident that they land one of those. But to your point, we've been hearing this for five years, and we've been hearing about, oh, this is the guy, uh, hashtag future Laker. Uh, th- that's a guy who the Lakers are looking after, whether it was DeMar DeRozan or all of these guys. And the only consistency within the Laker organization over the past five years is every single night that the draft lottery is on, 
during the conference finals, the last five times we've watched it, the deputy commissioner opens up a white envelope and pulls out a Laker card. That's what we've seen. That's their, That's what's been consistent for the Lakers. But I don't think if they don't land this that all of a sudden all the pressure is on Magic Johnson and he's a failure. How much does how much well, does he actually do there with the organization, or is he just a face and a name? I, I think it's it's I think the value of him is more of the face and name. And I think that his his connections are are well rooted, so it's a good guy to have on your side. But in the end, when you're bringing these guys in, I think being Magic Johnson, as he says there, is a big deal. Remember, those five lotteries or whatever it was, they're not on his watch. All I mean, that's that's a Jim Buss, Mitch Kupchak sort of thing. And when we heard how much the Lakers botched the LaMarcus Aldridge meeting or what they did previously, whether it bringing Kobe with the meeting to, to pitch to the free agents, it's a completely different feel than what you had previously with Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak. So when you have Palenka, who is a former agent who has enough connections, you have Magic Johnson. That, to me, is much more player-superstar friendly. So while it is the Lakers, and I think there's legitimacy to what you're saying with the fan base being angry over being in the lottery that that much, and that's why it's important, I don't think you could pin that on Magic Johnson and say this is the same old Lakers because it's not, because it is a it is a different regime and a regime that I think is a much more better chance at landing these bigger fish that I think they will eventually do so. I think it's going to be Paul George, and I think it's going to be LeBron James. And the only thing that has now been tricky is, oh, Kawhi Leonard is available. Well, which way do we want to go? Because all three maybe just wouldn't fit in L.A. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now to talk some baseball here on Fox Sports Radio, our good buddy from the USA Today, Bob Nightingale, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Bob, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Sure, my pleasure. Good to talk to you again. And as we sit here and we, we near the midway point of the Major League Baseball 2018 season, I'm having a hard time thinking that any team in the American League is going to be able to break through and knock off any of the five that would be in the playoffs right now. Do you see any chance where we wouldn't see the Red Sox and Yankees, Indians, Astros, and Mariners not making the playoffs this fall? The only the only team I think would be in semi-jeopardy or a chance not making it would be Seattle. You know, if the Angels got hot, something like that. But, but I'm with you. I mean, the Angels would have to get hot. Maybe Otani comes back and DHs the rest of the year. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm straight with you on the, on the other four teams. Uh, Bob Nightingale with us here on Fox Sports Radio. He covers uh, Major League Baseball for the USA Today. Uh, Bob, where's LeBron going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to Lakers, right? He's got a, he's got a home in L.A. <laughs> I'm going to um, Lakers. Yeah. Listen, you know as much as, as anybody else about where he's going. Uh, we have no idea. We're all just speculating at this point. Um, give me a team right now, and you can be a killjoy to a certain fan base who's really hot, people are excited about, that you just don't see continuing this even into the postseason. You know, they, uh, you know probably the National, you know, National League is weaker this year than the American League. So I, I think it's going to depend on the trade deadline. Uh, you know, the two teams that better step it up are the Chicago Cubs and Washington Nationals. These two teams and high, high hopes and everything else, you know, Nationals are very loaded. It's like if they don't wake up here, they're going to they're gonna miss the playoffs. Uh, you know, and then as far as maybe a new team, it's like people getting excited. Atlanta, you know what they have, three-and-a-half game lead. I don't see it continuing. I, I just think that at some point uh, teams start to pass them up, and I just don't think Atlanta will do something stupid and say, you know what, we're going to go for this thing and trade away prospects 
in uh, and, and give up in, in the future. In in that division, yeah. in that NL East, is it? I mean, are the Braves more likely? I know you said that they're a team that could collapse, but would they be more likely to win that division if the Nationals don't pick it up? Because the Nationals were blanked again today. We had a conversation yesterday about uh, about their hitting and the issues that that they're having as well. Would the Braves be able to sustain just because the Nationals aren't, or or, or are the Phillies? I guess should be my question: Are the Phillies a legitimate threat to Atlanta at the top of that division? Uh, I'll go with the Phillies just in the sense where I think they'll be more aggressive at the deadline. Uh, I think they're in the mode just to go for this thing, where I could see them, you know, maybe getting a Manny Machado. Uh, going in there, getting her a starter. Where I think Atlanta is going to be more patient and saying, you know what, we're we're a couple years ahead of schedule here. Uh, you know, let, let's maybe contend next year. And this year has been a bonus. I, I don't think Atlanta. I don't see Atlanta making those big aggressive trades. But I, but I see the Phillies doing it. Bob, you, uh, I, I saw this on on USA Today. Just in the Luke Heimlich situation out of Oregon State. For people that aren't familiar with it. Um, he's the pitcher for Oregon State, very talented, but he pled guilty um, to sexually assaulting his niece when he was a teenager. And so because of that, teams have stayed away from him, even as talented as he is. What's the latest on that situation? Um, I know he has since denied it and said nothing happened. Kind of an uncomfortable discussion, but what are you hearing from Major League Scouts around around baseball? Yeah, he actually starts tonight for Oregon State in game one of the uh... – Finals. Uh, certainly, if not for uh, what happened or didn't happen, uh, you know, it's, uh, he would have been drafted the first round last year. Would have been probably drafted the second round this year. You know, everybody's very uh, uh, afraid of this. You know, it's like the uh, the way the way this country is, and and uh, fan base, corporate sponsors, what have you. You know, they're afraid to uh, sign him. Uh, Kansas City Royals came out. You know, last week and say we're exploring it. They're the first team to at least say that. Uh, I noticed that we on one National League team was very serious about drafting him and got a, approval from ownership, but yet didn't do it. And I, I don't, I'm not sure uh, what happened there. So you know, you hate for this to be a death sentence for the guy, but no one's uh, no one's going near him. And I don't know if, if that changes in time. I also don't think it helped his uh, you know chances of getting signed by coming out and denying that. Uh, you know, I think you would have been better off to say, you know what, I'm going to be uh, an advocate for this thing. I'm going to donate such and such money uh, to different programs. I'm not sure denying it was the right thing to do, uh, particularly because he, he signed that, uh, play the uh, guilty agreement. Bob Nightingale of the USA Today covering Major League Baseball, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at B Nightingale. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byers. We are in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. When you look at the issues Major League Baseball has had attendance-wise, and numbers I know are down in the ballparks, is, is, is that to do with this new baseball that we're seeing with a high amount of strikeouts, and, and, but, but a high amount of home runs? It seems home run or bust. Is it, is it TV? What is the issue with Major League Baseball in not drawing attendance and getting, getting fans to the ballpark, and how can this change for the league? Well, I think it's a product of just the game, uh, you know, kind of deteriorating. You know, so, you know, we're going three minutes and 45 seconds uh, in time before we see a ball put in play. You know, 34% of the time, strike, strikeout, walk, or home run. And I think the game can be boring. You know, you're not seeing the hit runs. You're not seeing steals, uh, that sort of thing. 
Um, you know, granted, baseball is still making money. People are watching TV, mm-hmm. even though TV ratings are uh, are down as well. And you know, and what we discussed earlier is that you know uh, the parity in, in, in baseball uh, take away you know take the American League. You know, fifteen teams in American League. It's it's almost like you know we already know what five teams are in the playoffs right now. So if your team's out of contention, you know why bother showing up the ballpark? And we're not even at the All Star break yet. Uh, Bob, with what we're seeing Mike Trout do this year, where does it stack up for you historically from players you've watched in, in all your time covering baseball? I mean, it's fun to watch. It's almost old school. Whether you know, I mean, He's not going to break a home run record. He's not going to hit you know, 400. You know, so it's not getting that kind of national appeal like we used to see. Uh, you know, it's not a Bond-esque type year, uh, what he used to do with over 200 walks and over uh, you know, 73 home runs type thing. But yet, it's just a kind of an old school baseball where he's doing a little bit of everything, you know, singles, walks, doubles, uh, triples, playing great center field. So he's almost like you put him back in the uh, you know the Mickey Mantle unusual type days. Uh, you know, and people forget how great Albert Pujols was in St. Louis. I mean, Pujols he was he was doing this every single year, but he was a first baseman. He was a Gold Glove first baseman and and not a center fielder. You know, it's funny, as Bob Nightingale joins us here on Fox Sports Radio, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this, and I and I, and I said to the guys, you know, I'm trying to – you try to come up with different angles and look at things differently in sports talk radio, and I thought about trying to compare Mike Trout in his prime to Albert Pujols in his prime. And it's tough to compare anybody to Albert Pujols in his prime. In, in your years of covering baseball, was Albert Pujols the best offensive player that, that you – witness during your time, or is there another player or other players that stand out? I, I also go Barry Bonds. I mean, Bonds is the greatest player I've ever seen. Uh, what he did was unbelievable. I covered a lot of the Giants games that year when he hit 73 home runs. He could hit 95 home runs if he got any pitches to hit. Uh, just completely changed the, changed the game. And I will say, you know, with, with, with Pujols, you know, break in like that, i never seen a guy, you know, break in and just, you know, take over the league uh, from day one of his rookie season uh, through whatever it was, year eight or nine with the, with, with mm-hmm. the Cardinals. Uh, and I've never seen something like that at the beginning of a career. Obviously, Bonds was great, but became, you know, one of the greatest players of all time at, at the end of his career because he, he kept going. Uh, but, yeah, people forget how great Pools was. They really do. I mean, people talk about Mike Trout's numbers, like you said. It's like, wait a minute, now look at Albert Pujols' numbers. Pujols' numbers are actually better. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, I mean, it really is, as you said, from from the gun of when he came in at, what, 20, 21 years, or however old he was at that time, to, to see the success that he had in the numbers, and it just wasn't it wasn't a three-year stretch. It was a good, yeah, good 10 years with the Cardinals. It was amazing. Yeah, and he was winning World Series you know, with it, too. You know, talking about uh, yeah. two World Series titles. And, uh, hey, he, you know, he, he only broke into the starting line because Bobby Bonilla had a uh, pulled hamstring. He may not have made the opening, you know, opening day roster that year. Uh, Bob Nightingale, a last one for me here. You covers the Major League Baseball for USA Today. Has there been any talk from people you've spoken with about whether or not this is it for Mike Sosha? I mean, he's been there a long time. They've got a lot of talent. Do you see the organization at one point just saying, listen, we've got to do something uh, uh, to try and stack on more wins here. Uh, we've added big-time free agents. We've got Mike Trout in his prime. We don't want to blow this. You hear different things. I mean, obviously, Mike Sosha you know, should, should be a Hall of Fame manager. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen in this year. Do they you know, move him upstairs? Does he want to go upstairs, or, or would he prefer to keep managing? 
and go to a different organization. Uh, you know, does Billy Epler want his own guy? Uh, I think it kind of depends on what happens in the last couple of months on what they decide to do here. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I mean, obviously, the Angels not making the playoffs, certainly not Mike Socia's fault. They've had a million injuries and everything else. Uh, like I said, I think he's going to Cooperstown uh, as a manager. But, you know, they may want some fresh blood in there. Who knows? Final one for Bob Nightingale, and of course I'm going to be selfish. Uh, Lorenzo Cain placed on the DL for the Brewers. I know things haven't gone as well as they did at the start of the year. Still with the best record in the National League, tied with the Atlanta Braves. Does Milwaukee have enough, and do you see them making a deal before the July 31st trade deadline? I see them making a deal. I really do, if not two. You know, they have a very aggressive owner, Mark Antonaccio, uh, who lives in L.A. Uh, you know, you don't make these moves by getting Yelich and uh, – you know, uh, Lorenzo Kane and just sitting back. I think he would absolutely love knock off the Cubs. And they're a very consistent team. So uh, I think they will be aggressive at the deadline. They really do. Starting pitching? Like uh, Cole Hamels? Or what are we, what do you Yeah, think? I love Cole Hamels. Yeah, I love Cole Hamels there. I don't think it costs that much to get him except for just his contract. And I think for Hamels to go back into the National League, where it's, you know, much easier to pitch, I think he'd be good there. Plus, he got the playoff experience and everything else. I think they need a, a veteran guy like that. I think Hamill's a perfect fit and not much of a cost as far as prospects. Cole Hamill's one of my favorite, as is Bob Nightingale, columnist for the USA Today covering Major League Baseball. Find him on Twitter at B Nightingale. Thanks, Bob. We'll do it again soon. All right. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.